It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I just received word about another article. It's by the author John Hartley, and this is a pretty recent article. He talks about stop using velocity to measure your teams and try using these metrics instead. Now, I was excited about this article initially because I thought, hey, I get where he's going with this, at least initially, that velocity as an end-all be-all should never be the case. Now, velocity will give you a lot of information if it's leveraged correctly. The problem is, and, and this is the part that I think John didn't address in his article, the problem is the root cause of where people are getting their velocity from in order to make certain that they have their head around how to use velocity effectively. And he includes a cool meme. So I got to give him some credit right out of the box where he says it's a picture. And it says, here's the manager congratulating you for your team's increase in velocity. And it's got a guy there with the perfect mullet all kind of freaking out in the picture. And it says, "Uh, me, when you just learned that I've changed the estimation method to increase the velocity. And, you know, I do see this happen where velocity can be an easily manipulated number, especially if you're using it with time-based metrics on the forefront. So the question becomes, is this true that you should stop using velocity? And if so, are the other measures or metrics that he's talking about worthwhile? So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to review the article, and I'm going to do it with you real time right here. I just pulled up the article for the first time just a couple of moments ago, and I highlighted over it to make sure it was a topic we wanted to talk about, and indeed it is. So here we go. So I I applaud right out of the gate. He says, velocity can be a helpful numerical representation of work completed for executives and managers, but it doesn't tell the full story. Okay. I agree and disagree. But once again, the reason I disagree is because of where we get velocity from. So let's let's take a minute and talk about that. I think too many organizations are hanging their entire, (laughs) all the weights are in the, you know, the weights are all in flux because velocity is the end all be all metric that they use. When the truth is, if you formulate velocity correctly based on relative complexity and set a benchmark for a small item or a large item and get the team uh, or teams who'll be working on items to estimate all based on that benchmark and compared to each other, and uh, consistently keep that benchmark fluid every quarter so that you know you're always using what's considered a small item based on changes in the work, then you can use velocity to, to measure flow. And while you never should compare team against team using velocity, it gives you a little more stability in your velocity estimations from one team to the next. You don't have one team doing three points and another team doing 300 points thereby allowing you to take large projects and other initiatives and use that velocity to get some answers. And he goes on to ask some questions. Can velocity tell the following? How many folks were out sick on PTO for that week? My answer is yes. Uh, If you see that there's a a dip in velocity for that particular sprint, that means that an item was subsequently removed. And if an item was removed, that's usually a sign that someone could have been out of sick or, or that the team, especially if it's from the very beginning, if you see a dip at the very beginning of a sprint, that's usually a good indicator that someone was just out on PTO. And you can always validate that and just ask the question, but I don't know that without having a separate TPS report, <laughs> yeah, that you'll get that information anyway. So I don't know that that's a valid question. The next one, can Velocity tell you any cards that were added or removed? 
Once again, I'm going to say yes. Points editor remove. Once again, I'm going to say yes. Uh, general scope volatility trends. This is interesting. The cause of scope volatility typically falls in either A, and it's a symptom. It's either that people feel valid adding things to ongoing sprints because they have in the past and they haven't got dinged for it, or that um, the, the scope of volatility is there because the team is working on something that is a brand new innovative product and they don't understand the full scope of everything that's going to happen because it's dependent on the scope of what previously happened. So I think that scope volatility, while it's not perfect, is something we have to live with, especially in breaking edge technology. And the last one is, uh, can Velocity tell us other questions about sprint fluctuations? That's kind of broad, so I'm going to agree with you and say no, <laughs> right? I mean, because without, without that, you know, there's no way to figure that out. So he gives an example of the chart talking about a fictional Velocity chart over 31 two-week sprints, and he shows how Velocity flows. And what's interesting is the Velocity does have some ebb and flow. Now, in his example, he shows one sprint where the Velocity is, I don't know, 30 or so, 30, 30 probably higher than that, 36, 38. And then uh, it drops down to 22, and then it drops down to 6 or 4, and then it goes up to 30. I'll tell you right now, here's the deal. I have never in my, I've been doing this since 2003, and I have never seen, gosh, I've been doing it that long. I've never seen a team with that kind of volatility in their velocity. I've never seen a team do that. Even if the work changed, even if they switched from one project to another, even if they forgot to do release planning and forgot to re-prescribe what small is, I've never seen a team with that much volatility. Um, so I think, and this is just my initial assessment, that John, I, I love you to pieces, bud, and I agree with part of what you're saying, but I think the context isn't there, and I think that you're trying to solve a problem uh, that, or you're you're solving, you're creating a problem that doesn't exist to solve it. If you handled the way the team estimates and forecasts better, I don't know that this would be an issue. Let's move on and see what some of his solutions are. So, solution number one is something called net estimate shift plus or minus. Depending on how your team approaches estimates and adjusts them in the sprint, the net estimate shift may be relevant or irrelevant. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know that I agree with this. Th this is saying that you can shift your estimates in sprint. I feel like that's bad. That's bad practice right there. That's going to cause even more turmoil and more tumult. And I think that's going to give some leadership some real bad headaches and frustration. Uh, another one's called points added and removed. If you're on a team that's actively supporting an application while also moving toward the next phase of work, points added and points removed give you a sense of what new work is coming into your sprints. So higher volatility can mean the requirements were unclear, not, th not thorough enough, or in some cases, stakeholders changed their mind mid-sprint. Okay. I am okay with points being removed from a sprint. That could be something we deprioritize. That could be something that we ran into a brick wall and can't move forward. I, I'm okay with that. Points added, not okay. I think the only time you should add points is if a team finishes early, and as a result of finishing early, they pull an extra item into the sprint, and it's the team doing it. And at that point, they're not even going to be held accountable for finishing those points during a sprint because they weren't part of the original forecast. So I think it's important to allow teams to pull new work in to get a head start on the next sprint, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hold their feet to the fire and try to get 
for whatever reason, when some people look at velocity, and I think this is the case here, they think the velocity has to be the same number over and over again. So they try hard to get a similar velocity or as close as they can every single sprint. And that's not always the case, right? Okay, so the next one he talks about is a weighted team projection. It's used for estimating your next sprint, but you need five sprints in order to figure out the weighted team projection. I've never heard of this before, so I want to hear it. It will need several months before the team is lining up accurately. That, that, that concerns me right there. I don't know that I need the team to line up accurately. He, well, it, it sounds kind of simple. If you take 0 0.05 times the points in sprint one plus 0.1 times the points in sprint two plus 0.1 times the, the, the points in sprint three plus 0.25 times the points in sprint four plus 0.5 times the uh, points in sprint five, that'll give you a weighted team projection. And the weights can be added to those sprints accordingly in order to get a fluid velocity. I don't want a fluid velocity. <laughs> I want to see reality. And I think that this in one way is morphing reality to let the developers feel a sense of peace, but to, it's not going to give leadership what they're looking for. Measuring carryover as a percentage of how many points are carried over from one sprint to the next. I'm going to blow your mind, John. In my entire time doing this, at least since I've started keeping track in 2012, I have had two sprints where I've carried items over from one sprint to the next. I don't carry work over. And I think part of that is I allow the teams to commit to what they actually can do, which in some sprints might be less. In some sprints, it might be more. If they're working on something they know a lot about, they can pull in an extra story. If they're working on something that's new. And require some innovation or some detailed research, they're going to pull in a one less story. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. And I think that we all need to be. Then he has one called Adjusted Percentage Commitment Met, where it's got, uh, this sounds good. The Adjusted Percentage Commitment Met is the completed number of points over the complete or divided by, right? Or completed divided by the committed minus points removed plus points added plus net estimate shift with a factor of, oh, I think you get where I'm going with this. Nobody wants to figure this out, right? And he says uh, APCM is uh, related to the, the exhaust port of the Death Star with a little wiggle room in either direction. And it's all about putting things on a matrix that, that compares likelihood and consequences to see where your work fits on a five-point scale in each direction. Uh, you know... I get, I get what you're trying to do. I really do. I sincerely get it. But, you know, and, and he goes on to say all these numbers are easily found in Jira. You can automate everything to create a fancy sheet or report. I get it. Here's my question. Are you ready? Why? Why? I really do think that if you are doing this much work just to help engineers feel better about having consistent velocity so they get their head around it. So that could be tied back to some form of time so you can have consistency or quote-unquote normalcy. You're missing out on what Agile is really about. Agile is about the unknown. Agile is about trying to get things done so that we can figure out the next step so that we can all be better for it. So, John, it's not that I wholeheartedly disagree. I think you had good intentions, but I think that I'm going to stick with velocity for now, and I'm just going to make sure when I measure velocity that I'm using the right input to get there. So that's going to do it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have a topic you want us to cover, feel free to reach out. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear your topics. And as always, we remind you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.